in this world of brokenness and fear and confusion, so many times we kind of lose our way. And even in all of the brokenness uh, in this fallen world, in our fallen state, we can kind of forget the most important things. Remember Job who suffered so much in the Old Testament? You remember Job in a moment of suffering, he says out loud to God, he says, your hands shaped me and made me. He's reminded that there is a creator. And the story of the Bible is, although he has revealed himself so many times, we realize that our sin keeps us from living and staying focused on the most important thing. We read in Ephesians 2, sort of what happens, and that is that because of sin, we are enemies of God. We are by nature really objects of wrath. But while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And so the good news for us is that God has redeemed us. He, we have gone from a mess to a masterpiece. In verse 10 in chapter two, we read Paul who says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That word translated workmanship for we are God's workmanship is translated masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. Why? So we could go around and brag? So we could go around and try to tell people how blessed we are? No, we are God's masterpiece. We are God's workmanship created for good works. Last week, we talked in this series, Made for This, that we are made for fellowship. I was made for fellowship. And for me to really be who God created me, part of that is for me to learn and practice for heaven in loving one another. Loving God and loving others is what we were created for. And so it starts with sharing. It grows when we belong. And then it stretches when we serve and it's really sealed to a deeper level when we suffer together. That is to love. We were all created for fellowship. You were made, we're better together. We're made for fellowship. Now today I want us to talk about the, uh, a second thing and that God made us, how God made us and wired us. Every person here, all of us were made for serving, for service, for us. I was really created to serve. And that's true of everybody. And everybody here is different. And let me tell you why everybody here is different. Because every person here has a different shape. And you might've heard this historically, maybe even uh, in other church settings, but the S-H-A-P-E, every person here has a different shape. And the first, the S in the word shape is spiritual gifts. Every person here has been given different spiritual gifts. And God, especially in the New Testament, we see even listings of these things. Every person here, God has equipped with a spiritual gift. 
uh, and several of you have different gifts and they're in different orders and I would encourage you to kind of seek those out. The H stands for heart. Every person here, you might have different spiritual gifts, but a lot of people here have a different heart. What is your passion? What drives you? What injustice bothers you? What is it about going on in the world that you're really drawn to you individually? That's your heart. The A is your abilities. That is what comes naturally to you just in how God wired you. I wanna tell you right now, I'll tell everybody here, I wish so badly that I could play the keyboard and lead worship. I mean, for years, I would love to have done that. I don't have the abilities. I just don't have it. So I might have the spiritual gift of leadership. I might have the heart to do it. I do not have the abilities. Many of you do have, you have different abilities. P stands for personality. Every person here has a different kind of personality. And there are different ways in which you, uh, you share love and that you want to receive love. And then the E stands for experiences. Everybody here has been through, you have your own family of origin, you have your own history, you have your own story. And those five things put together are how it shapes you. No matter what your shape, no matter what your, who you are here today, God created you for a purpose. And that purpose is for you to use your shape to serve. For God to use you in serving. And that's a part, that purpose, really, your whole purpose in life is really to serve God. And we serve God by serving other people. Each one of us should use what God's given us for others. First Peter chapter four, verse 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve other people. How many ministers do we have here today? How many? Got any ministers here today? I got a couple. Yeah, anybody upstairs? No. Well, I wanted to tell you, uh, the Bible has a word for this, this word minister, uh, and it's really this word, it's, it's the word serving. When I say minister, many of you think of a pastor. That's what you think about. Uh, that's what our culture, but it, in the Bible, the word uh, diakonos, diakonos, that is the word for serve or service in the New Testament. That's in the Greek. And that's where we get, if it sounds familiar, diakonos, it sounds like deacon. That's where we get the word deacon. That is to serve or to minister. And uh, anytime you use your gifts and your abilities and all your experiences and you, you put all those things together and you wanna help somebody else, you're involved in ministry, you are a minister. So how many ministers do we have here? Every member is a minister. So everybody raise your hand. Every person here. I can't stand it when we think of ministry as something we pay you to do. That's not true. Every person here was created to serve and to minister and have a ministry. Jesus promoted this. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, Jesus is speaking and he says, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. 
Jesus says about himself, I did not come to be served, I came to serve. So what is it that I need that for me to get this started in my life? And I wanna share two very, in the time I have remaining, I wanna share two very simple things that all of us here, having in common that all of us, that God created me to serve, here's the two things I think that are very important for you as you think about this, this part of your life. The first one is to serve, I need to be available. I gotta be available. And I wanna encourage you to be available all the time for God to use to serve others. I wanna encourage you today, shortly after Jesus said what we just wrote, shortly after Jesus made that previous statement that we just read here, he demonstrated the principle of availability right after that. Just skip down to verse 30. And, the, and in Matthew chapter 20, we read in verse 30, two blind men were sitting beside the road and when they heard that Jesus was coming their way, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have pity on us. And when Jesus heard them, he stopped and asked, what do you want me to do for you? I want you to note two words, he stopped. If you wanna be used by God, you must be willing to be interrupted. Bob Yaberg, my pastor, said to me one time on the phone, I was telling him about what had happened that week, and he, over the phone, said, Johnny, ministry is a series of interruptions. I think of it as a series of planned events and everything, but you know what? Ministry really is a series of interruptions. I guess I'm encouraging you today, are you available to serve? If you're going to serve, if you want to make your life count for God, if you want to really be what God created you to be, you got to be available. I heard this said this week. I thought it was really good. You might want to write this in your notes. I didn't put it in your notes, but it's really good. I heard a woman speaking this week, and she said, ability comes after availability. Ability comes after availability. Many of us, we don't know hardly how to do it, what we're going to do and all that. But I want you to know if you're available, that's the first step. John Wesley said, do all the good you can by all the means you can, by all the ways you can, in all the places you can, and at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you can. That's good. What keeps us from being available though? What keeps us from being available? Here's, a, I wanna give you three things. One is self-centeredness. You know what? Living for myself, it comes really easy. I hardly even have to think about it. I just do it. And I would encourage you today, if you're going to, to serve and be who God called you to be, we've gotta grow up and we've gotta look at our life and try to make a difference and not just be driven by what I want. In fact, there's a toddler property law. I've never heard, have you ever heard of the toddler property law? Here's the toddler property laws. If I like it, it's mine. 
if I can take it away from you, it's mine. If I had it a while ago, it's mine. If I say it's mine, it's mine. If it looks like mine, it's mine. If I say I saw it first, it's mine. If you're having fun with it, it's mine. If you lay it down, it's mine. If it's broken, it's yours. <laughs> That's the nature of a baby, of a toddler. And the Bible calls that the flesh. But here's when you grow up, Philippians 2, 4 directs us into our purpose. And that is, don't be interested only in your own life, but care about the lives of others too. Learn. See, the number one enemy here is really be just kind of self-centered. And here's a couple other reasons. Another reason is perfectionism. What keeps us from being available is kind of this perfection. Like I'm waiting for just the right time and just the right resources. So I just know everything that I need to know. Just and someday, maybe I will. Ecclesiastes 11, verse four. He who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. And I say, what does that mean? You know what that means? If you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. You'll never get started. I encourage you today, don't wait. I know that we talk about different elements of being a follower of Jesus, but I wanna encourage you, don't let perfectionism keep you from stepping in. Here's another one, materialism. You cannot serve both God and money. You can't serve God and money. It's impossible. You, you get busy taking care of the things or keeping up with the bills that you don't even have to take time to even think about or being available for other people because you got all these problems or because you've accumulated so much stuff and debt possibly. If I'm going to serve, I've got to be available. Here's the second thing. If I wanna serve, I need to be faithful. Jesus was faithful in fulfilling his calling, his service. He was persistent. In John 17, when he prays that great prayer just before he is crucified and brought, taken away and arrested, he says, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And if you're going to be faithful, if you're going to, to be everything that God called you to be, you need to be faithful. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, a servant must be faithful. How do you remain faithful? Here's a couple of things I would encourage you in remaining faithful. If you want to be faithful, don't forget some things that are really important. Uh, one of them is the honor, the joy, the freedom, the pleasure, and the privilege of serving. I, a lot of times I will say something we, we joke about this around the office. I'll say, oh man, I, I have to go over to the hospital right now or something. And, and Luke will remind him, he'll say, hey, Johnny, you get to go over to the hospital right now. That's good. I need to remember the honor and the privilege and the joy of serving God. 2 Timothy 1.9, God saved us and then called us to this holy work and that is serving. Remember Psalm 100 verse 2? 
Serve the Lord with gladness. We're supposed to be happy in doing it. The second thing is significant. It's not just the joy and the honor and the privilege of doing it, but it's also the significance of giving your life away for the really the most important thing, the significance. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Always keep busy working for the Lord. You know that everything you do for him is worthwhile. Be careful not to measure, uh, to mistake prominence for significance. And be careful not to mistake anonymity, this being behind the scenes for insignificance. I have a nose that all of you are looking at. And I want you to know that it's very prominent but it's not that significant. If I lost my nose, I could live the rest of my life. I have a liver that none of you can see. And if I lost my liver, I die. It's not prominent, but it's very significant. Don't ever mistake that. Don't ever forget that everything you do for the Lord, even behind the scenes, is incredibly important in what God created us for. Never belittle the little, the little things. Here's another thing. Don't forget this, because if you're going to be faithful, don't forget there are rewards involved. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 16? For the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels. There's this picture of Jesus appearing with all the angels and the glory of God is gonna be shining and he will then repay every man according to his deeds. Hebrews chapter six, verse 10. God will not forget how hard you have worked for him. And I wanna encourage you today to be available and to be faithful. So what will you do? What will you do? Are you available? Are you faithful? I pray God would remind you today that you were made to serve. Father, I thank you for each person here. I thank you, Lord, for your word that you did not leave us, not that not only did you create us, Lord, but you gave us direction and purpose. And so, Lord, we know that we were made for this. We were made, we're better together, Lord, for fellowship. And we, Lord, are made to serve. So help us, Lord, today. Help us, Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit to be guided. Help us, Lord, to remember we were made for this, to serve other people. In Jesus' name, amen.